0: There will be no real, non-controlled currency in the world. Baby's 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 baby. We're coming for you, banks.
1: Bitcoin is punk rock. Deal with it. You split, we bankrupt you. So do you use like you wallets to pay for things or not? No, Bitcoin cash would be seen as more of a threat to the United States hegemony than
0: Bitcoin. Miles, Town, what's your favorite kind of money? Bitcoin Cash. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. This is episode number 60, CoinFlex Restructuring and BCH Nigeria featuring Nurain, the man on the ground making it happen. Today is Saturday, the 24th of September, 2022. I'm your host jeremy jet is uh producing the show we got a massive uh packed uh show today and yeah our guest is uh on the on the ground in nigeria working with bch nigeria to spread the good word of bitcoin cash in africa welcome to the show Nurain. how'd you get into bitcoin
2: yeah well uh hi hi jeremy it's nice to meet you guys here so uh how did I get into Bitcoin? So I think the the whole story started 2017. So I got to know about, about, about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin 2017, actually. But then I, I think that's was also on the internet, you know, like reading through it. But then I actually get to know more. That's 2018. So uh, 2018, there was a, there was an article I read on, on the internet, you know, about something liberty. I think that was from Bitcoin.com. So actually, then at that point it was I think they yeah, are one of their free faucets where when you download a wallet you get some few Bitcoin cash in it. So that's how I got to know about uh, Bitcoin cash. So that's what the first time I I have a wallet. I downloaded a wallet. Then I got to try it. I was like, okay, that's cool. At that point I was having two phones, so I I was just curious. Downloaded the other wallet from the other phone. Tried to make that transfer, and it worked. So from that time I think the whole experience i just kept building on it kept researching and i got to know more about the community and since then, 2018, that's how I joined. So after learning more, I read some few articles about you know, Bitcoin Cash, It works then. I think I connected with a few people from Bitcoin, Bitcoin at that time. I think there was someone, Chris. So I connected with him. So I was like, at that time I was in school. I was like, okay, how about we let's start hosting meetups, like, for my students. Because I was part of, like, the tech communities in Nigeria, like uh, the Google Developers Group. And then so uh, we normally use, like, host, host meetups on Saturdays and Sundays. So I was like, okay, guys, Let's talk about Bitcoin cryptocurrency. So that's, that's
0: how I got started. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty excellent introduction. You know, Bitcoin.com, pretty authoritative source, especially if you got linked straight up. You can skip past a lot of the <laughs> bullshit that people have to like that gambling away on like some exchange and then they're losing their money and then they're getting hacked and it sounds like you actually had the dream run where you just pried it as a peer-to-peer cash immediately and you were like ah oh, i get it as opposed to people get diverted with all this other all this other uh, stuff so yeah it's actually great to hear then that uh, it makes sense that you're a strong advocate for for vch if you just just came into it uh, straight yeah, away I'm, like I'm, that
2: and one thing is that i you know, over the years, we've seen a lot of different cryptocurrencies. But then one thing that, one thing stood out is definitely uh Bitcoin Cash works. Like, I just love it because definitely it gets the jobs done. And then it's, when you think of uh, something that is paid to pay electronic like cash, nothing comes closer in terms of the tech. Like, okay, I'm a technical person. So I understand the tech very well. So you're like, you telling me, uh, okay, something is money and it doesn't work fast. It's not secure. It's not decentralized. I find it difficult to to grab the idea. So that's why up to now, I still advocate for Bitcoin Cash and I still love Bitcoin Cash. So that's it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that we're going to see more maybe over the next two to sort of five years. Crypto is now big enough that it's known. Everybody knows it. it's very hard to find people that you talk to, you say the word Bitcoin or you say even cryptocurrency or maybe even Ethereum and they don't know what that is. They've never heard of it. But on the other hand, they might, just own some in like some weird account or they're still a bit unsure about it. I think as more and more people I saw, there was a stat that it was something like, uh, you know, 70 or 80% of the crypto uh, new investors were in uh, millennials or Gen Z, obviously the young people. And then of them, nearly half thought it needed to be a currency, right? They're much less interested in speculating or investing on it to sort of gamble basically Uh, Whereas I guess if you're maybe older, you're kind of like, well, I've got my stocks, and I've got my retirement funds, and maybe I put in a little bit of Bitcoin, and then I hope that I just sit there and it all works out. No, like younger people are more excited about looking, you actually got (laughs) to get some use out of it, uh, which which is is pretty critical so speaking of that let's talk about the price so uh this week my price headline is eth sells the news we're going to touch briefly on the merge which happened for ethereum because that's just huge in crypto at the moment but for this week uh bch is 119 dollars and 67 cents usd so up a a tiny bit it's up against bdc2 one bdc now buys 158.9 bch so we've uh improved a bit on the ratio there and one ethereum buys only 11, 11 BCH. bch it was uh 13 or like 13.1 i think uh in the previous show which is a week or so you know uh maybe a week or a half two weeks ago so we've improved actually quite a we lot Exactly. Even with their merge and all that hype and everything, they've actually everyone sold off. You know, it was a bit of an unknown mm-hmm. whether people would go into the merge and they would all be super excited and it would prove this huge like pop off moment. I think, I think, on, on, on
2: Twitter, I was asking. I saw a post by ZQuest, I think yes. Josh. So I was. Like, he he made a post about the match. I was like, "What do we expect?" He said. Yeah, it's just it's just that different. I was like, okay, so uh, you definitely, you know, there was there's a hype around the match. People are thinking, you know, something significant might happen, but then still, uh, we 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 are waiting to see what will happen.
0: Yeah, it's certainly got to play out uh, a a little bit more on the on the price though. Like, yeah, so I mean, we already touched on it a bit, but do you? Do you speculate like a lot in BCH? Do you have other coins in your portfolio or do you just stick to BCH and just, just use it as cash? How much do you, or how do you handle the volatility in the in the markets?
2: Yeah, I think pretty much, uh, let's say on a, on a personal I have I have a few coins that I can say that one would be just maybe, it depends on the market, you know, to just make some profits. Definitely have a few on my portfolio. But then, uh the volatility i guess it's, it has affected us uh, so much i guess but yeah we see good something that definitely i believe in 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 the long term it's it's worth it so uh it's we good
0: yeah People say, uh, I mean, I keep seeing people like talking about volatility. It's like, well, people only actually complain about volatility when it's down. When it's going up, everybody yes. loves it. No, volatility. no, yeah, no
2: nobody talks about
0: that. Everybody just thinks, oh, this is the best. Yeah, like, yeah, when they say volatility, they mean price going down. They don't like Yes, uh, yes. When it's going up, everybody is your best mate and everybody's, uh, super happy. So, yeah, this, this week, obviously, yeah, we've, uh, gained a little bit on the on the bch so my stat of the week for this week is the ethereum supply since the merge uh on this topic of the merge ethereum supply is up uh, as of about 20 minutes ago by six thousand one hundred eighteen point seventy three ethereum since the merge and this is really important because the whole point of the merge and so much of the hype and narrative was okay we're going to switch to proof of stake And then our security is going to be so much greater because we're not going to have to pay the miners. So then our currency can be deflationary, right? We can be burning more Ethereum than are being created. And so that was, they had this triple halvening, they had so much hype, all these like narrative that they were telling. And at the end of the day, at least so far, that's basically all false. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it is true that the current inflation rate, which is now uh, 0.2%, so less than 1%, 0.2%, Uh, at the current rate is is still lower than it would have been if they still had the miners so they have decreased it but it hasn't gone below zero which was the whole thing that they were piping up and i mean i somewhat sort of suspected this gonna happen i mean i think i'm not going to say that i totally nailed this one but definitely in the lead up uh I think we were a bit a bit skeptical about it. it seems to me like maybe the merge is just similar to they had eip 1559 where they said we're going to burn fees that's going to be yeah. great and it's going to reduce yeah. fees and do all this shit and then once it actually comes through it's like a bit of a nothing. Well, it's kind of yeah. the the merge is the same. Although to to their credit, they didn't have a huge bug like the whole network yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. go down. It wasn't a catastrophe, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, was, think, uh, I think I um, think the yeah. whole
2: the whole event went went pretty smooth. It went smoothly. You know, there was no bugs and a lot of a lot of uh, other also migrated you know, normally. So I think kudos to them. So but, yeah, but they did I think, pu- they pull it off. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, do you think it, do you think Ethereum is on track to uh, flip uh, BTC and be the number one crypto, uh, especially after they've you know pulled off the the merge? Or do you think uh, okay, they they haven't really got it, got enough to take the top spot?
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't see them like flipping BTC soon enough. But then I think if more people can build on them, definitely like. Uh, at least they will get more people, and then yeah, more products, more awesome stuff's going on. So that's the Ethereum is cool, you know, with the whole uh, product smart contracts, and then people building awesome things. And so it's it's kind of good, but flipping BTC, I don't think it's gonna happen soon. So, that's
0: yeah, <laughs> well, maybe they've got a way to go, especially after this, uh, where it all went smoothly, but on the other hand, it didn't really. Uh, kick them off so i'm going to yeah. be monitoring closely because i'm expecting the ethereum community now has they have to come up with a new thing to, like, yeah, like yeah 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 always trying to, a new uh story a new uh promise that ah uh, it's going to be probably like sharding or something like that we're going to massively increase scalability we're going to blah 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 like the next thing but the kind of yeah the problem i think that ethereum has is every time they have some big thing that they're promising and then after they do it it doesn't make as much of an impact as they want so then they just move on to the next thing. or it creates a new problem and then they have a new solution yeah. and it just goes on like that right it's not like well that, I think yeah BCH is very undervalued that the whole time it just works, the fees are low, it's all good, everything's yeah. sorted. It's not like just hyping up the next thing uh necessary, at least not on a technical level, maybe as a community, but um one one final point on this before we move on is that I actually found which I was surprised about you can't actually unstake your ethereum, so everybody yeah. was putting in their ethereum locking it up for the merge which was part of the whole oh it's going to be so deflationary yeah. but you actually can't get it out so they haven't it's even true. written the code to get your ethereum out, out. And, the, and the devs were saying like oh well uh we pro we told the, the on the roadmap that this was not going to happen immediately and what do you know they they haven't uh delivered on it it's still like six to twelve months away at least and then they were saying look it's not a priority we don't need people to unstake their ethereum so whoever has put in their coins to the staking so now they, they won't be able
2: to unstake it until <laughs> the next 12 months that's crazy
0: so i mean maybe that can help to pump their pro but once you can unstake it can only decrease their price because then people can yeah, yeah, yeah. get them out so they're sort of trying to prop up their and i don't know who is going to be adding in staking when it might be that you can never get it out right you just put it in and it might just be gone for so They've got yeah, they've got a fresh set of problems. I think that they need to. Yeah, I think I,
2: I think I saw I saw a post where they shared some few Ethereum to those decentralized decentralized exchanges like Binance and is it cracking and something I forgot somewhere I saw it. So like there's a kind of division where they shared Ethereum to those uh, mm. major uh, decentralized exchanges. I think I'll look it up on Twitter, but I think I saw something like that where yeah, they well- hold most of the Ethereum shares.
0: Yeah, of course, like the Binance and Kraken and yeah, Coinbase, yeah, yeah, yeah. like those staking pools, they have a huge percentage of the staking. So it's not like by getting rid of proof of work, they're like, oh, now we don't have uh, miners centralizing the chain. But now they just have all the exchanges centralizing the chain, which is even worse because the exchanges are already like heavily regulated and obviously everyone uh the exchanges already have power because they have so much uh reach in the ecosystem so now they made them even more powerful now with the with the staking so yeah. a bit of a risky situation i would say but uh apparently they think this is much better so i guess we'll see anyway the everybody sold off ethereum so clearly the market wasn't that impressed in the immediate in the immediate aftermath okay so let's go on let's chat about bch adoption in nigeria so i was doing a little bit of research i've known this for a while i've mentioned it before on the show actually but i checked again nigeria is the number one country in the world for searches of bitcoin and it's more than twice as searched or twice as popular in nigeria as it is in number two which is ghana and number three which is south africa so it's got a massive lead in how interested people are in bitcoin it's more than three times as interested as Australia and four times as interested as the US. The people in Nigeria clearly love Bitcoin, right? And Nigeria is has a huge population as well. I mean, uh, you know, I guess some people would know, but not everyone knows. So it's 218 million people, which is the number one, you know, biggest country in Africa by population and number six in the world, right? This is actually a very big, heavy hitter good internet and a very young population 42 percent of the population is under the age of 14 so this is actually a perfect place for crypto to get traction right because it's a yeah it's a young population it's a big heavy hitter globally and i think people and obviously people are very interested so tell me about bitcoin in nigeria why is it so popular there why are people so interested Yeah,
2: I think uh, (laughs) over the past, let's say, three years, there's been a very very, very much, you no know, interest when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Uh, the adoption rate in which people are trying to, day by day, trying to, you know, search no more about Bitcoin is just growing day by day. Find out that right now, uh, people searching on it, what is Bitcoin? How how does this work? How can I get money from Bitcoin, you know? So it's, it's just amazing. But I think one thing that leads to this, uh, you know, uh, adoption also that also help is the government policies and then uh the, the inflation rate I don't know when I say so there's a lot of inflation in the country right now and then the government policies are around some stuff that is also pushing people you know, understand to look for what will work actually. So I think that's one of the things that is and like I said there's a whole population of young people like let's say the Gen Z's right now a lot of people are uh, uh, they don't even prefer to go go open a bank you understand i think everyone would just like get download a fintech app in his phone just sign up via his phone number and then get started with banking so it's much more easier for them to you know get onboarded. so so the adoption rate is, is growing day by day so i think what we want to see is uh more merchants you know more people using cryptocurrency as money so i think that's it so and more apps more platforms that will facilitate those adoptions so i think that's what we want to see in the next coming years as well. But right now, I think at the rate of education, a lot of people, let's say, I can say 60% definitely know what uh, Bitcoin is or know what cryptocurrency is, so which is awesome.
0: Yeah, okay. And do you know, like, on the ground, are you seeing a lot of people interested in Bitcoin cash specifically or is do they also like Bitcoin, they like Ethereum, they're interested in Binance coin or Tether or what? What? what coins do they tend to like?
2: Yeah, you see, actually, this is this is the problem here. Uh, when we talk about specific coins, it all goes down, down to the awareness, the mode of awareness, the level of awareness. I think people actually use what works for them, right? So right now, we find out that uh, if someone doesn't know about Bitcoin Cash, it's because of Awareness, you understand. There hasn't been much awareness of uh Bitcoin Cash or maybe let's say Ethereum whatsoever. So, but people will definitely work for, look for what works. Example now in a country like Nigeria, let me just give you an insight. Definitely, uh, say I accept cryptocurrency, right? It doesn't make sense for someone to pay maybe let's say a dollar of fee for him to make a transaction. A dollar right now is like almost seven hundred naira in Nigeria. So that seven hundred naira will get you a lot of things. You understand? So that means totally something like bitcoin is not is not fit it's not a good fit for adoption to use as money in, in nigeria right so you see so that's why we have to just keep promoting keep making awareness of of let's say something that works example bitcoin cash does so uh, right now, if you look at the mode of awareness, I think there has been heavily marketing by companies like Binance, companies like Crypto.com, companies like PaxFood in, in the country, and also Ethereum, lately and Polygon. So what, they, what these guys does is, uh, I think they have... They have a lot of funds on their hands, so they push adoption. Like now, if you go to like Lagos Airport, you see Binance banners, billboards, digital signs boards. You know, on the streets, you see them. So these guys are pushing a lot of money. You understand into the country, whereby so when anyone sees Binance, definitely will look at okay, what is this, right? So I think it goes down to level of uh, awareness, and also people in Nigeria definitely will use what works. So if we have more awareness. You don't need to tell someone, go and use Bitcoin Cash because definitely you would use it because it works for him. So that's it.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting thing about the whole crypto phenomenon is the fact that these exchanges are getting super rich because everybody wants to gamble on all these different uh coins in one way is like actually brilliant for cryptocurrency because even if we have a bad reputation for being about gambling or whatever it means those exchanges are making so much money that they basically are the advertisers and they can pay to spread this all around to everyone and then once people get the idea once they get involved then they themselves find on to this one or that one right but somebody needs to get them interested and uh, obviously that takes money uh, so if the exchanges are the ones drawing in lots of people then that's actually brilliant uh, I mean, hopefully they get the idea about actually transacting on chain, but you've got to, you've got to start somewhere. So that's maybe a good, a good hook to, to get them in the door. I'd say. Yeah. So then on with BCH Nigeria, so you have an actual like organization going there. Just talk to me about that. When was that started? How many people are involved and what's it kind of working on?
2: Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh uh, let's say single-handedly i started of 2018 that's me personally talking at events so but then uh we come up with let's say an organized group that's 2020 so with the admins of corona and everything so i think after we did uh we have a, I have a group of cycle of people you know, spread across that helps in most of the all of them are interested in crypto and also are taking like, two okay guys let's do this right since i know this community i know how this thing works i think let's help spread the world so i think we started working as an organized community in 2020. Uh, some of the meetups we were doing was online, you know, virtually. So like 2020 changed, Corona period, the pandemic changed a lot of things. People are now open to like virtual conferences, virtual meetups. So we we tried our best to like keep hosting those meetups, you know, on a weekly basis, So, which we have been doing the education. So I think after the first last year, I think it's almost a year now, because it was August. So we did... Uh, we decided, okay, let's see how what we can do with the few funds we received from the community. So uh, what we did was, already we have been doing education, right? The education was amazing. the made up so one thing is that we've partnered with a lot of people. There are other crypto communities or other people doing the same thing. Nigeria is very big. We found out that we have 36 states in the country, right? So 36 states and then the population, around 200, 200 million people, is not easy. So uh, the work is not easy, I think. We, we haven't done a little bit, but we are trying our best to see how we can reach every part of the country in terms of the education and awareness and also that. So we started by meetups. We host meetups in several places, you know, educate people, organize meetups for them, talk to them about Bitcoin cash. So one thing, that, one thing stood out like when you show someone, okay, this is how this thing works. Definitely they get hooked, you know, and they get hooked with it. So I think in education, I can say we have done more than 60%. I'm very sure. Because we have partnered with a lot of people, you know, uh, some crypto education platforms. They are under Our partners, we've collaborated with them. So in like taking the education to several places. So uh, right now in Nigeria, we also have a hope, uh, a Bitcoin cash hub, a BCH hub in Yola. You can just Google search it, BCH hub, you see, you see it here. So the idea of the BCH hope came uh, I think somewhere last year. Last year, I was invited to a to a crypto blockchain hangout in in Abuja. So I where I met CEO of Paxful. I think Ray Yusuf, you know Paxful. So we are talking about how to you know promote more adoption, and they were like, okay, uh, if you have if you can have crypto hubs, you know, like crypto hubs, as how we have is to have tech hops in the country, that would be awesome. I was like, yeah, it's something that I think. Uh, we should also see how we can do that. So after we got the funds, we decided to set up one. So I think I'm happy to say we are the top people in the country that have a Bitcoin or let's say blockchain company in the country because uh, Ethereum has set up one in Nigeria and also uh, Poly- uh, Paxful has also set up one and then BCH also have one in the country as well. So you see, it's amazing. So one of the things that we wish to do in the uh, the BCH or Starting from next year, let's see if we have more funds in our pocket, is we see how we can train more developers, right? I don't know if you had the news of, uh, about uh, Jack Dosky, his five 500 BTC fund, where he will train, yeah. you know, developers, you know, across Africa. So it's, we want to do something similar. Why we want to do something similar is looking at the long term. You understand? When you look at the long term, definitely we need more more developers, more products in the market. Right now, if you look at the Nigerian tech scene, we have found out that everyone is trying to build on fintech, 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 right? But if you look at the long projection, people need to, for you to use those cryptocurrencies, you need something that facilitates the world experience, a platform, and app, do you understand? So that's why, that's what leads to all, all these ideas. We want to build, like, let's say, let's have people build solutions that will be using Bitcoin Cash you know, directly. We know our problems, we know, let's say now, Uh, maybe you can build a simple delivery system that uses cryptocurrency as payment. Uh, Build a simple ticketing system, you understand. So there's a lot of ideas that if we have these developers, definitely it's going to be a very good uh, startup. You know, we'll bring a lot of startups from the country, bring a lot of, that will also be extended to all other African countries. So that's one of the goals. And also spreading adoption and education as well. So like creating contents, we've been doing that as well around Bitcoin Cash and the meetups. So that's what... uh, we have been doing so far in the country. So, but looking at the merchant adoption, it's something that we wanted to start, but then there was a hold, you know, like a lot of policies, a lot of government regulations, you know, things are not working. Like right now, do you know that I, I cannot be able to do any transaction with my Nigerian cards? Like any transaction above $20, I cannot be able to do it. It's banned That's by the bank. So you see, so that's crazy. That's crazy. Like I think I have a tab. I just have a tab open right now. I was I, I want to make payment this morning for uh for uh for a hosting on name You find out that you cannot do that with your credit card, I have to do that with this. Do So you see, so it's just crazy like to think of this. So what we are doing is we're trying to see how we can uh build platforms right now. we are working on an app. I think we're almost 70% done. So it's an app that we call Pisa. So that app will be doing a lot of things like it will facilitate uh, a lot of payments, you know, using Bitcoin Cash in the country. Like I used to call the app like your everyday with Bitcoin Cash. Like you can be able to load your airtime, do your mobile data, do your pay for your electricity, pay for your water, pay for your internet services, you know, and a lot of things. So we're looking at how to also integrate A chance. So the idea is, yes, we, I think we are not there yet. In a country like Nigeria, yeah, we are not there yet when in terms of the adoption. But when, even when you tell a merchant if accept Bitcoin cash, money, right? I think somehow he still needs to see how he can be able to convert that BCH to a fiat. You understand? So we have to provide him with that if you really want the adoption to move forward. Because up to now, they haven't the mentality of Bitcoin or crypto is still money, hasn't manifested in the real yet. So we still have to provide them with that means. So, but if you look at platforms like go Crypto and other platforms, they, they actually don't work in, in, in Nigeria, right? So we still have to see how, a way we can build these services that will work for our own country people. So, right now, do you understand that the way to do transactions is through P2P, P2P platforms? Like, right now, if I want to buy DCH, I cannot do it with credit card. I have to go to P2P platforms on platform like Binance or any other platform, you know, buy USDT swap and then send that person, you know, using my Nigerian bank and then I get the crypto in my wallet. So that's how it works. right? So we have to find a way to simplify all those process for people. Let's say he has a Bitcoin cash and he wants it fiat. So we have to find a way to do that channeling system, provide that liquidity for them so that the adoption will move forward. But I think, uh you have put in a lot of work. They've put in, over the past two months. We've put in a lot of work. We have designed the system. It works. We have tested out a lot of things like the payment, uh, airtime, mobile data, anything works. All you need to do is just send BCH to the platform and then you get credited instantly. And it works very fast. Like. Within five seconds, we can be able to do this transaction with Bitcoin Cash. One of the things we've used is we've used Plum.cash, the Bitcoin.com wallet, and then we build the platform. So now we are trying to build the iOS version. So it's gonna be Android and iOS, so so that both people can be able to use. It. So yeah, we we are looking at a lot of things. You know, one thing is that in a country like Nigeria, the adoption has to be you have to widen your scope to look at how can you accommodate more people so so that you you guys will all move uh
0: no money so that's it man this is absolutely crazy like i did not heard about any of this but this sounds perfect to be honest okay the government is shutting off uh payments over a certain amount and then like you're saying you're building an app that's going to link people up to real services that they need you know like buying mobile minutes or things that they can connect with like ah this is the point of it this is it's not just Speculating or it's not just uh oh, get me involved. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what one of
2: one of one of the good things is like I just came up with what the name came up, the idea of the name, I was like peace sats, like that's Satoshi. That, that's Satoshi, right? So I was like, how about if you have 10 cents of 10 cents worth of Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash? What will you do with it? You know, you cannot take it to an exit. If it's not up to a ten dollar, you cannot take it to an extent. Then is it useless? Buy you airtime. Can also buy you something, definitely. So that's why we're trying to see how we can also use that use cases and build something on top of it.
0: That's absolutely amazing. And you've got the physical hub there for people to come and check in. And I think people don't really understand like how tech-savvy Nigeria is. Like you were saying about the developer programs and everything. Yeah, yeah. like There's a monstrous tech industry. In yeah, Nigeria. That's a, I know.
2: Yes, yes, yes. It's great. Like, the, over the past few years, there's a lot of investment it comes to tech. A lot of tech startups, most of them are unicorns. You understand? A lot of efforts to from Google, Microsoft, a lot of them. So there's a lot of tech people in Nigeria. The only thing that people are trying to see how they can better our lives. You understand? So it's, it's it's amazing. Day by day, it's just going. So you just have to also find a way to fit in and, and then work as well. So it's crazy. The amount of growth is just. Day by day, it's, it's getting bigger and better.
0: Yeah, I like uh, you know I'm a software developer, and on my team of how many devs do we have? Like eight or nine. Two of them are from my Nigeria, and wow. previously we've wow, wow, wow. had other devs from Nigeria. I know it's a huge, yeah, titanic yeah. thing. There is loads of. Uh, Good developers in in nigeria and like I said, it's the number six population in the world like people when they're thinking about the big powers in the world you know they think america or china yeah. maybe russia something like that right or like brazil but people are not like nigeria is completely under the radar in in that respect and if we could get some viral uh bch adoption going there it would just it would take over so fast people have no idea so yeah it's absolutely fantastic the work you've been doing and so recently of course that has involved this peer-to-peer electronic cash festival which i know you were promoting and stuff but i didn't really follow all the the details of it until after the event and you came out with these photos and i was blown away so we've got some uh pictures on the slides here just walk us through for the audio listeners you're gonna need to explain a little bit about what what you know what is going on but the first the first slide is you have this sort of like it's like a conference hall but it looks like maybe like a gym or a school uh you know yeah, it's uh, a, area type it's building a, right
2: Yeah yeah it's uh the venue is a park i think it's a park so yes. they, have an, like, they have like uh, like an indoor hall so actually so the idea behind the pet electronic cash festival is just to just create more awareness and more buzz i think it's something that if you look at the whole crypto scene a lot of people don't do it. So, recently there were moves like from you know, platforms like Binance doing events in several cities, bigger events. So they have money, definitely, they just throw money and then they do bigger events. So, I was like, okay, let's do something similar so that at least people will also know and also we also follow the, the trend and so that people will be able to see what the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem is all about. So, that's the whole idea. So, after that, I was like, yes, this is something that we'll definitely do it. Every year, it's gonna be every year. We'll definitely really stick with that. So because of uh, the feedback, the responses from the community, and how people, the people were like, "Oh, I've missed this," you know, like I was like, "Okay, this is something that definitely we'll do it each and every year." So the idea was we. We had some, you know, speakers, some of the speakers yeah, traveled to Yola where they talked about several topics, you know, regarding, first of all, we had, um, we had also some speakers online. like, I think someone like Corbin from Bitcoin will come join us, uh, Vikram, I think he also joined us, Roger was also supposed to join us, but then he called in, like, something came up, but he sent a video, like, a video message to all of us in which we played. So it was awesome, like, we talked about a lot of things, you know, I talked about the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem. I showed people, you know, the amazing tools and services, the developer ecosystem, you know, the SDKs, APIs on the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem. So it's just a lot of people where, and one of the things I love about the event, how we structure it is the, like the marketplace we did, where we show people, you know, how to uh, experience, you know, real life using of cryptocurrencies, you know, we find out that, you know, People, you talk about cryptocurrencies, but they have never used in real life. No one has ever like okay, tried to purchase something, you know, with cryptocurrency. You know, people, so we we did that, and people were like, just amazing. People don't even know this and So I was like, I was very happy. The whole experience, it was a good one. So good one.
0: Yeah, the attendees like is is massive. Like anybody who's tried to organize any sort of event or anything knows. Like even getting five people to show up to like a, a bar so meetup or something is hard. But in this photo, it reminds me, it's at least like fifty people. Like maybe close It's it's packed. Like how many people do you yeah, know yeah. came to the event?
2: Actually, we we had we had more than three hundred in the more than three hundred. Yeah, we had more than three hundred. I think. Also, there are people who join us online. I think about uh, close to one hundred and something, hundred and twenty that join us virtually. So it was it was amazing. Like you know, one thing was that there was not a lot of planning, a lot, a lot But I was like, let's just do this. Let's let's see how it goes. So, but thankfully, we were able to like pull this off, and it was great. Uh, It was great.
0: That is absolutely uh, Titanic, and you've got these, uh, you know, BCH. uh... Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. posters and flags and like uh, things everywhere like people are getting the idea it's a brand you know they were they were clicking with that I think right yeah so that's
2: the whole idea the whole concept we tried to you know have a lot of swags we shared to people people received that we we, we got them download wallets we shared some Bitcoin cash with them you know like it was full of like demo experiencing them experiencing after them learning after the event we went outside so like a whole if you look at the picture some of the pictures I think I can share yeah. I can share the whole uh, photo album with you so that you can just go through the went outside people were you know, trying to scan QR code people uh you know receiving sending it was a whole experience experience was just was just awesome. You were able to like send a hundred nera to get a bottle of water, you know, it was just great. So yeah, this other
0: I, uh photo, yeah, show us this one. Yeah, this is uh crazy. You've got the like yeah. stall set up. This is what you're talking about yeah, with yeah. A kind of merchant uh so demo
2: yeah, yeah. So there were waters, there were drinks. That one was Fanta Coke, and the other ones was like just snacks. So they were able to like buy it. Some people that were already aware, some people came with their Bitcoin Cash you know, to the event already in their wallet. While some we had to like share, we did this uh, uh this printable Bitcoin Cash, When we looked Bitcoin Cash into the papers and we shared with them. So they had to like scan it and they see how it was, you know low fees and it was just the experience was just awesome so for some people a lot of people it was their first time like doing this like actually seeing how these things works. Right?
0: yeah that's it. yeah this is just uh amazing this is exactly you know what i i want to see and this is the kind of thing that you could see the potential for it to just go absolutely viral like you said 300 people came to this and were engaged and hearing about it and whatever well, each of those three hundred people, if they go home to their family, what they tell another like four or five definitely. people, like that's just definitely. That yeah, definitely, just, definitely, can, definitely. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm yeah, I was just so <laughs> impressed uh, by this because I wasn't, I wasn't following all the mm. all the details of it and stuff in the in the lead up, but it just looks like so amazing, and it just sort of seems like well, maybe you know, uh, next year or the year after we got to have the Bitcoin Cash, uh, tw- you know, 23 or 24 in, in Nigeria yeah, maybe because...
2: Definitely, definitely. we we'll, we'll hope to see you guys because definitely next year we we'll love to see how we can plan it much more bigger and better and you understand like, yeah, let's have more people and then double up the experiences for people so that people should be able to see, yes, this is, this thing's actually work and this is how big the ecosystem is and this is how the decentralized community is. So it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely incredible. Is there anything else you want to say about the on the whole uh, Nigeria topic? uh, Before we uh, before we move on? I think like I think we've covered a lot of it. But if there's anything people need to know specifically about Bitcoin in in Nigeria, like what what would I not know to ask about?
2: Yeah, definitely. like, uh, I think the in terms of the adoption, I think a lot of things are, are coming up to the country, you know, there's a there's a whole population, people are most of the investors, say, okay, these guys have market, these guys have the people, they have the numbers, right? Okay, let's come and like, I think, the last week or so, I think there was this a lot of products, a lot of services, a lot of uh, all these uh exchanges are coming in, like, I think there was this company that I had, they are trying to like set up an office or somewhere in Nigeria as well. I forgot the name of the exchange, but it's one popular exchange as well. So a lot of adoption is happening, but one thing is that I think uh, people need to see how we can build platforms that people will actually use with these cryptocurrencies. So right now, we are in like a critical condition. Whereby there's a lot of necessities, right? Even sending money, sending and saying, like, excuse me, please.
0: this yeah, I can't I can't say enough how how un- unreal this is. And certainly with the physical hub and everything, it might just spread around the whole whole country.
1: I really like okay, uh, this guy yeah, in the man. middle here. <laughs> Great okay, big smile, man. throwing up the peace sign.
2: So uh and there's a lot of things happening. But then we just have to like find a way to, to build to build more platforms you know, that will support uh, the crypto adoption as well. So that's it. So I'm just happy that a lot of things are right now. I think yesterday I had a meeting with a few people who are like charity, they're big charity organizations. So I was talking to them about Flipstarter, like how do you guys get funds from your donors? you know, like abroad or something. So they're telling me that now they have a problem with uh you know international payments, you know, there's no way you can send them money. So I was like, okay, how about I introduce you to a platform? You know, I I told them about Flipstarter, Flipstarter with me, you know, uh the one Sahid is working on. So I told them about introducing them. This is very easy. So I tried to, I documented everything with them and I sent it to them. I was like, okay, go and share with your. To people out there if you guys are ready to adopt this i think that would be that would be awesome right so we can i can happily onboard you guys here and then you guys will continue working so i think these are kind of platforms that we need to heavily advocate for in the country that because definitely people will use them
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> amazing no i like <laughs> i can't say enough how blown away i was by this if people are listening on the audio stream Go to BitcoinCashPodcast.com, look up the slides for this episode, have a look at some of these pictures. You will just be like mind blown at uh, at what we're looking at here. All right, cool. So that's it. We've uh, chatted about uh, Nigeria a bit. We've got the other big uh, big topic for this week is the CoinFlex restructuring uh, proposal. So after actually a couple months really of mostly silence from CoinFlex, they have finally come out with some updates about what has all been going on behind the scenes and what they're going to do. So in the last couple of days, they've uh, announced uh, this uh, restructuring proposal. So what's supposedly going to happen is they're having a vote from 8am on Sunday, the 25th tomorrow until 4am on Tuesday UTC time. And you can vote in that if you have uh, smart bitcoin cash, any smart bitcoin cash. If you've got flex usd either on Ethereum or on the BCH main chain, or you can also vote if you're a creditor. So I don't have all the details about that. If you want to if you are one of those people and you want to vote, uh then you need to go into the Flex uh telegram, CoinFlex Telegram and find out all the details. But they put out a video showing how to do it and everything as well too. So there is there is information for people to look into that. But for everybody else, the upshot of it is that they need 75% of the people who vote by value. So if you're a big investor and you've got a million dollars, well, then you have a million dollars worth of votes, basically, versus somebody who has $5 and they have $5 worth of votes. So 75% of all the people who are creditors to CoinFlex, excluding the people who don't uh, check in, the people who don't uh vote they are discounted so 75 percent of the people who actually vote have to ratify this uh proposal have to agree to it and if they do then coinflex is going to go and put it in the works and uh get this plan happening which they said would take about four to six weeks uh supposedly because they have to go and do it with the courts and get it you know it all agreed right so and if that doesn't happen if the vote fails then they're going to have to rework things, I guess, take some feedback and see if they can do another vote later. So <clears throat> that's that's what's going to happen. Of course, the meat of it is what is the actual uh, plan? So the plan is that all of the assets in CoinFlex that are not USDC are going to just be sold into USDC to just bring it all down to how much money they have left, basically, and this includes, and we'll uh, touch more on that in a second, the 101,000 smart BCH, these backing smart BCH. So all the crypto and I guess other fiat currencies, I guess, or whatever that uh, Quoteflex have, they're going to sell it all, all into USDC. Then the creditors uh, are going, who so far have only had 10% of their value unlocked in the past, they got 90% locked their remaining 90%, however much money they had in all these different coins converted all into USDC, uh, they get a sort of payout in three different forms. So if you have $1,000 locked once everything's converted into USDC, then you get 126 USDC. This is roughly, uh, but you know, this is their estimate. 126 USDC. So you get 12% of your money back immediately. So kind of like a... Uh, a 78, an 88% like haircut, you know, immediately. So it's pretty brutal, but you get 12% back immediately in USDC. And I guess you can withdraw that and buy your BCH back or whatever. If you had different coins, then you get 564. So 56% of your value is basically converted into RV USD. So this is their plan that if they can collect funds back from Roger via in a lawsuit, then they'll be able to pay those out one-to-one dollars. $1. But I guess in the meantime, it's unknown whether they will be able to do that. So people, I think they're going to have a trading market for this. So you might be able to sell those at 50% off or 80% off or 20% off. The market will just decide what they think the chances are of getting the money back uh, to back that up. And then, but so 56% of your money is is in that. And then the rest, you get four hundred and thirty-seven shares in CoinFlex, which is 0.00044% of shareholding. So you get like a tiny little sliver of of CoinFlex. Obviously, depending on how much money you had locked, you might get more or less. Uh, but for a thousand dollars locked, you would get four hundred and thirty-seven shares. And that the value of that is also quite unknown, right? How much is CoinFlex worth as a company? And I think they're gonna have a market for that as well, too. So between from your thousand dollars you're getting 126 dollars back in usdc and then you're getting a massive pile of roger v usd that might be worth a decent chunk or it might be worth basically nothing uh and then you also get these shares which are probably also maybe not worth that much because the whole exchange is in in default so that's that's the plan that they have offered so on the next slide we've got a couple other changes that are being made as part of this so CoinFlex has said, look, well, to facilitate all of this, what we're going to do is 65% of the company is being given to the creditors. So that's uh the shares that we we're just talking about before. 15% of the shares uh are going to be for the uh employees of the company. So they're motivated to actually fix things. And then the series B investors get basically the other 20%. So people who had already bought in and invested in coinflex they're getting all their uh their their shares they still have shares so that's going to be the new arrangement which is pretty interesting like I mean the creditors will then own the majority of the company so that's why things have to be done with these votes uh I guess we'll see how that plays out and they're also having the board members they're adding a platform depositor a smart PCH representative a series b investor and an independent director onto their board so i don't know whether people think that's uh useful do, do you have to go in a minute man uh, you're looking like got some time it's still still absorbing it okay all right all right i'll keep going through all this so they also released a balance sheet of how much uh money they have so jet if you can pull that i will send you the link uh before but essentially According to them, I'm going to round things off to the nearest hundred thousand. They have, uh, as of August, they have eight hundred thousand dollars in cash and cash equivalent, four point three million in U in stablecoins USDC, USDT, and Flex USD. Now, Flex USD is a big question mark there because that might actually not be worth anything. So, I don't know how that's like factored in. That's a bit of a weird one. They have six point eight million in uh flexcoin but again flexcoin's value has absolutely cratered it's only 19 cents uh at the moment so when it was like 3 $3 or more so i don't know again like if they have still got 6 million of this they must have had so much money of yeah, uh, yeah, Flexcoin yeah. <laughs> beforehand but i guess they probably couldn't liquidate it all because there wouldn't have been all that much uh buying demand even at that high price so they I don't know, they're they're doing a bit of creative accounting here from my point of view. Uh they've got 32.7 million of customer assets, so that's what's left of everybody's BCH and USDC and BDC deposits and whatever. So that that's solid. So I mean, I yeah, looking at this list, that's the most solid part that they've got. 32 million there. They've got 83.8 million receivable from defaulting customers that's the that's the they don't actually have that (laughs) that's 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 a fantasy that's a hope that they either get that paid back if roger has a change of heart or if um the lawsuit delivers the money but that may or may not happen they've got 4.5 million in collateral receivable from lenders so that might be solid other lenders that are not defaulting that could be a thing and they've got uh 500,000 nearly 600,000 of receivables and other assets so that all adds up to 133.6 million uh in assets but you, you know when you when you actually just chop out the bits that are fluff basically if you get down to just the customer assets maybe some of this USDC the cash and the maybe some of these uh collateral and their other current assets it's looking more like let's see, 32 40 like maybe in the range of like 45 million depends how generous you want to be with their flex coin holdings and their flex usd and how much of their collateral you think you will be so it's more like they've got a really about 45 million dollars of money as yeah, far yeah, as i yeah, can yeah. tell um And then their liabilities (laughs) they've got uh, 153.3 million in customer liabilities so that's the money that they owe to everybody to deposit on the exchange so things have gone from 153 million down to 32 million of their assets then they've got due to lender 12 million so i guess they yeah they have money coming in money that they owe to other people as well too and trade payable and accruals for six hundred thousand dollars, so that comes up to 166.6 uh, million in liabilities so according to them they are 32.8 million dollars in the red uh in the negative but that's complete that's complete fantasy once you uh factor out all these other uh assets that they listed that aren't actually really anything so it's actually more like they've got about 45 million and they're more like 120 million in the in debt which is why they have to go through this huge restructuring plan because if they just wipe out everyone's values and only give them 12 percent back well then that that improves their position quite a lot at the cost of uh destroying everyone's balances obviously so that's it that that's apparently the current state of play and then one more thing before i get uh new rain thoughts is the smart bch is obviously a high question as to what's going to happen with that so uh we've got on the slides i've got a slide about uh smart bch as well uh which is that the so the 101k and smart bch is basically being melted into the pot with everything else and completely sold off so that's basically total bullshit in my mind but it seems like it's all being co-opted to try and fund this hundred and you know fifteen hundred and twenty million dollar hole that they find themselves in, so the smart b c h is only worth about ten million and they've got their customer deposits is thirty two million so the smart b c h is maybe a third of that money that they actually have um but there's sort of i guess good news in, in inverted commas uh as to that supposedly that 101k is all being lumped in and sold off for usdc but the bridge is going to be given from Coinflex to the smart bch alliance which is a company in the british virgin islands that nobody knows very much about so that also is a huge question that remains to be seen apparently they are going to take over the entire backing of the chain and they will make supposedly as far as i can tell the 101000 bch all redeemable so they have their own 101000 bch supposedly that will then be 1 to 1 uh redeemable and they are going to uh become a creditor of coinflex so they're going to get a 12% share uh, uh like everyone else of the usdc and they're going to get some USD and they're going to get some flex equity so i guess if they yeah, supposedly they already have their own money and it will be up to them to chase around CoinFlex and try and get back whatever they can. Of the 101,000, 33,000 of the smart BCH is already on CoinFlex accounts, which is all being liquidated down to zero. So I guess in that sense, the whole is maybe not 101,000 after everything gets sold off. Maybe it's more like 66,000. And there's also another 39,000 BCH, which I'm not entirely clear on, to be honest, which is with Matrixport, who's a, a company by Jihan Wu, who might also be involved in this Smart BCH alliance. So it's a very complicated scheme as to whether that, like they are also, Matrixport has the 39,000 that CoinFlex supposedly owns, but CoinFlex is already massively in the hole and they're going to be giving the bridge to the Smart BCH alliance. So maybe Matrixport just keeps the BCH. I'm not totally clear about all that so and the final thing is that the smart bch alliance supposedly is going to be the one with a decentralized bridge coming out at the end of this year <laughs> too so there's there's a lot in that uh rain what 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 are your thoughts on the whole coinflex disaster and and this latest news
2: Seriously, uh yeah I think it's, it's a great one since they come out with all these new more details so I least mean, probably they they find a way to see how they can sort things out, but I just hope. uh Confidence is a, a good company. They 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 started things really great, and it seems like they figured it out. But then I don't know how they ended up in this whole uh, mess. But I just hope things things it will be fine for them and okay but since you know they're coming up with these more details that means I think they have a plan there's a plan to make sure that things are going to go okay so that's it. it's, it's a lot seriously it's a lot the whole mess and then the whole uh issues is a lot so but I just hope the the certain things the certain things yeah just before I leave I think uh, it was, it's yeah. it's almost time so it's almost yeah. time yeah <clears throat> just just a few few things before so I think from us, uh, so probably next year it will be just more adoption, more bigger awareness from our side here in the country. And then, like I said, we are also looking at training more BCH you know developers in the group as well. So that's it. So, uh, for people out there as well, if you want to like work with us, join us, volunteer, please feel free to reach out because we're having let's say more hands on deck, you know, to the team because we are growing, we have more volunteers, not only the community members, but any people that will at least put in more effort, more work. So that's it. And also, uh, before the year runs out, our app will also be live. So, and also, we hope to see more applications, more app. So, to more meetups, more partnership, more sponsors, and shout out to everyone out there in the community who has also been helpful and supportive of the uh, business Bitcoin cash in Nigeria. We hope to do more and much more better. Like, uh, I think in the Coming few months, I'll be speaking across, I think, more than 10 different events. I don't know if you know of death Fest, Deafest, like yeah, Denver yeah, festival events by Google. So, I'll be speaking here in Nigeria, I'll be speaking in more than 10 Deafest. So, it's still going to be about crypto blockchain, Bitcoin Cash. So, uh, for the next three months, I think, uh, starting October, November, December, there'll be several Deafest in several cities. So, I'll be traveling to, I think. A lot of cities called community. So that's it uh, from our own site here. So shout out to everyone. It's been nice. It's nice meeting you, Jeremy, as well. So, uh, yes, yeah. that's what we have been up to. So please, if you want to reach out or know, we have a lot of things in store. Just feel free to reach out on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. At, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool.
0: We'll get you, I'll, I'll get the links down, down below, but just shout out your Twitter handle so that people can. Uh, yeah,
2: find I, you. I'm, I'm, I think. Uh, it's Nuren.crypto. So but Nuren has, let me just, Nuren underscore Dev. Nuren underscore def, So that's my Twitter. Just, yeah, that's
0: it. And we'll put, so, yeah, we'll put the links in the description so people can find you and anybody, yeah, who wants to chip in and, and help out and contribute to what you're doing. Because, yeah, that that would be absolutely uh mega. You're doing great work. And uh, yeah, if you've got to go, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we'll, so that was we'll, great.
2: To nice to meet you as well. So thank yeah, you. nice to meet
0: you all right Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll chat more soon thanks man well yeah narain had to uh he he told me i think he was planning to have more time but i think he got invited off to speak at another like bitcoin cash promoting event at the last second so actually things are kicking off so hard that uh he he just said yeah look we've we've only got an uh, an hour when he he planned to have more time so actually but that's great bitcoin cash is absolutely uh kicking off and yeah we've got to finish uh got a few other topics here uh on the show that we can just finish out but as far as this coinflex situation goes my my thoughts i mean i'm not a i'm not voting in this i don't have any money or maybe like 5 cents from when i was transferring through some funds on coinflex ages ago uh, I think I maybe I have like half a smart BCH or something. I already used the bridge, the Block NG bridge, to take out most of the money um, that that I had in there. So I yeah I probably won't be voting in this proposal as to whether I think it's a good idea. Should people vote yes? Oh, I forgot to mention that of that seventy five percent, the reason this plan is getting put out there is because the major They have a group of ten big investors or big creditors. You know the largest accounts on their platform, the whales, and they, I think, are worth about sixty-six percent of all the creditor deposits on Coinflex. So, of those, those people apparently all agree with this plan, or have you know have been consulted and everything like that. So, if those sixty-six percent are already going to vote yes, and they only need seventy-five percent of the people who vote, that's already a very good chance that it will pass because some people just won't vote at all or a lot of people won't vote at all. So they'll be taken out of it. And then you only need, so let's say 20% of people don't vote. So 80% of people are voting. And of that, you know, you only need 75%. So the 66% would already get them over the line if 20% of people don't vote. So I think it's probably a pretty high chance that things that the vote does actually pass. If I was a holder, would I vote for it? I think probably I would, but it's hard to know. Like if you don't vote yes, then you're just going to get another proposal. And I don't know what's, what's going to be better in a different, a different proposal. Like certainly a lot of question marks remain about the smart BCH Backing the Smart BCH Alliance. Who who are they? Where is their one hundred and one thousand BCH that that they're coming up with? Like obviously they are getting some credits back from Coinflex, but it's far less than the one hundred and one thousand. So I don't know what you know where they're making up the the difference. But if Jihan is backing the backing it or some other big whales are maybe involved. There's been this guy commenting BCH fools who is some anon account of some apparently massive whale that is also involved in this. So somebody is coming in to to back up all of this stuff. I mean, of course, luckily, people who are not involved don't have to get involved, and anybody who does want to get involved in Smart BCH will be doing it at the risk of this new bridge collapsing. 2 Dick Pete says, the promised bridge feels like I've heard that before. Well, exactly. It's not necessarily the case that it's going to be any different this time i sort sort of think things couldn't have got any worse than they were with a uncommunicative uncommunicating coinflex holding the funds in uh limbo forever with the whole chain just kind of slowly dying so in that sense i think it's a move forward that where that there's at least something going on and smart bch alliance they might be good or bad, but it's probably better to take a risk on them and at least see if they're going to be any better, uh, if they can build up trust or they can release a decentralized bridge instead of CoinFlex, who are obviously clearly busy enough trying to fix up the flaming wreck of what's left of of their exchange.
1: So so Narain was certainly a lot more optimistic about the whole thing than I am. Uh, I haven't had the chance to really follow it that much, aside from like a couple of their official announcements. I'm I'm still banned from the Coinflex Telegram, so uh, it's it's been entertaining. But I've completely written all of this off at this point. Like uh, I'm never gonna use Coinflex. I'm not gonna touch Smart BCH until there's a bridge. I didn't have any money in Coinflex uh when everything like when shit hit the fan and um what I had in smart b c h wasn 't that significant, so i've pretty well just stepped away entirely from this whole mess, and uh I kind of hope Greg that we should vote to pass this oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that 's an even bigger question because i don 't know how I feel about voting in general right like like i I think coinflex by allowing, like, I feel like, you know, the CEO of the company should be like, here's what we're going to do. This is my company. And uh, allowing this voting, I think, is more a PR move than anything. Where it's like, no, you're part of it. You can help make a a decision. But in my mind, it's like, the the people shouldn't have to make that decision. The, the mess shouldn't have been formed and it's your company you should take that responsibility and figure out how to fix it
0: well yes and no i mean the ultimate uh you know deciders in a company is not the ceo it's the board of directors who r- report to the shareholders right so in the past presumably mark lamb and whoever else you know were the large shareholders but now that they've fucked up and lost all the money under this new plan 65 percent of the equity is going to the creditors so the creditors are actually the the ones essentially owning and running the company just indirectly uh, and only to the extent that they're allowed votes by you know in this in this manner but that 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 part sort of does make sense to me i think they're if they get the money if they end up getting the money back from roger Vere well it will have been a whole saga but people will have got most of their money back right they've already had 10 percent unlocked they're getting another 12% now. So that's um, or the, if this passes, right? So that's 22%. And then uh, if the Roger Ver, if they get 56% of that, if that gets recovered, which is not going to be for ages. So you've got lost opportunity cost of time. But if you have that, then you're getting close to like 75, 80% of your money back, which given how disastrous the whole thing was, that's that's probably you know the about the best you could hope for plus you'd have the flex equ- coin equity uh the flex uh, exchange equity which i also think is probably worth nothing so but i mean that all hinges on the lawsuit actually coming good and getting the money back right without that you have been absolutely wrecked and you've lost 80 percent of your money in exchange for a lot of stress and trauma flex coin if you had any of that has basically gone to zero well or 19 cents your flex equity might be worth shit if they haven't done anything, and if they lose the lawsuit, and your fifty-six uh, percent Roger V USD might also be worth zero, if like if that fails. But on the other hand, it seems at least a step forward to me to let the market decide, because at the very least, if they if everybody votes for this, the Roger V USD can float on the market. People who want to get out, you know, with thirty percent of the value there, when it trades at thirty cents, can do that. Or people who, you know, maybe maybe there are people who are like confident that Coinflex is going to win, and they're going to, you know, provide exit liquidity for people who think that they're going to lose. That to me, that seems like actually not such a terrible situation, given the, you know, given the options available from this point with everything
1: fucked up yeah i do think that like if i had a significant amount of funds wrapped up in this mess i would do like whatever uh whatever seems like the largest opportunity to get the money back so if that's a voting sure um and if this is the first proposal that seems kind of promising that won't just fall out from under itself then yeah I'd, i'd take it and run with it uh I think my my thoughts on it are just summed up with, like, I'm just disappointed. Like, I feel like I'm a disappointed parent in an exchange, which is weird, but they should have done better. They should have known better. We shouldn't have ever been in this situation. Then again, I mean, it's the- an exchange. I don't know how much we can <laughs> expect them to be respectful, like, you know, whatever.
0: Well, it's been a learning point for the ecosystem, and I'm, you know... I. I uh, that's I'm I'm a bit of an optimist <laughs> in life in general so although I think a lot of this coinflex stuff has been mishandled there's still a fraction of me that feels like it might all kind of come together obviously a lot of people still have lost money and this would be a complete disaster but I can sort of see a world maybe again I'm not saying this is maybe this is a complete hopium but in let's say two years, where the lawsuit got, takes a, a bunch of time, some sort of settlement comes out of that, you know, one way or another. Coinflex gets a bit of money back, maybe not all of it, but some of it or something. They pay out, so people didn't lose all their money; they only lost, you know, the 50%. Let's say, and in the meantime, the the bridge is given over to Smart BCH Alliance, who do actually deliver on their bridge and they re-back the chain and people are reassured enough that it's kicking off and and the momentum that was building up there kind of gets rolling again slowly. Like, obviously that's the ideal sort of case but I don't think that's completely out of the realms of possibility. Like, maybe it's unlikely but I don't think it's like, I, I don't think we should just, okay, forget all this, it's all fucked like there's nothing there there's still there's still a lot of like the fact is the smart bch chain has stayed up this whole time clearly there was a lot of interest in investment in building it and backing it in the first place so whatever whales are coming out of the shadows to 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 keep this project alive it seems like they're not just going to let it die and just i I don't know what smart bch alliance is going to come up with whether or not they're going to deliver on the bridge whether or not they have the money to back it or whatever but time can tell and at the moment there's no backing so the possibility of them backing (sighs) it is better than nothing that's kind of my my tank uh two dig pete says beer seems to think that locked BCH doesn't belong to Coinflex. surprised that there isn't bigger movement to pursue this but maybe that's not the case either way big lesson for all that got involved it opened my eyes so yeah we're kind of kind of a uh, waiting for more information i guess as to whether or not this vote passes who exactly comes uh, involved in this smart bch alliance that would be great to have more details about that but i don't know whether or not we're going to get it and also um yeah just the fact that anybody like you just yeah I, I like you i think anybody who's involved should basically consider their Coinflex equity and whatever just worth zero and anything that they get back on top of that a bonus um but maybe they can get a a good amount
1: how long do you think uh like this will all take to finally be resolved well if if the if the vote goes
0: through which we'll know by next wednesday so we'll be able to talk about it on whenever the next episode of the podcast is uh and then they said four to six weeks to actually implement it i think that's not gonna happen i think even if it got voted through i think it would be more like yeah maybe three months before all this would actually be done if they said it's going to take a month and a half i would expect at least three months given the pace of things that they've said in previously like we're going to just quickly do this and then two months later until they actually do it so yeah, I think it would take maybe three months for that part of it all to get sorted out. For the actual lawsuit, I expect that's going to be CoinFlex's initial estimate was a year. Maybe that's a year and a half or two years uh, for that to come through. So we're not going to see any like, big resolution quickly, I don't think. But the main point to me is just that Smart BCH doesn't die completely and it's all over, which it seems like it hasn't. You know, the chain's still running there's still people in, you know, trying to get involved in fixing that and building the bridge and everything. Because if in, if in five years, this might just be like the Dow hack of Ethereum, you know, that was a huge disaster at the time. And then given long enough, the world moves on, things get fixed and bad actors get sort of scrubbed out of the system. Like I can just see a world where in five years, as BCH is just roaring to life like this whole Coinflex disaster is just a weird footnote in the history. Just kind of like Mount Gox is now for Bitcoin or the Dow is for Ethereum.
1: Do we have an update with the Mt. Gox stuff?
0: Uh, I don't I haven't been following that. I know Cheap Lightning in the, the telegrams about it once in a while. He said that they supposedly they're getting close to getting some payouts. Uh, and I mean that will also Well, the thing is, the main thing about that is, will it move the markets, right? Because people have this theory that if the smart, if the Mt. Gox holders are by definition OGs, and a lot of them are on that peer to peer cash time, maybe they take their BDC payouts and they just flip it to BCH. I mean, the ratio is 160 to one. So you only need like like less than 1% of them to do it. And we're already making gains on the on the ratio. Of course it's by value and one of the biggest holders supposedly of these Mtcox coins is also Roger. So <laughs> if he decides if he gets his pay out of like, I don't know, fifty thousand B D C or whatever the hell, uh that he's been had locked up in it at the time, then he alone could be more than enough to create a big impact. But I also don't see him getting his payout and immediately switching all of it into BCH. Uh maybe maybe some of it or but it doesn't matter is like the more resources he has probably the better for the bch ecosystem anyway so you know yeah and one final point about this coin flexing then we'll move on is this 101k smart bch is and all the other coins that Coinflex have are all just getting dumped on the market so <clears throat> as if we haven't had enough bear market that's clearly going to be a lot of selling pressure that's got to be absorbed somewhere but i to me, the sort of copium take, I guess, is that on the other hand, once that's done, it's it's out of the system, right? Then CoinFlex doesn't have any more power. It's not hanging over the market. And Mark Lamb was saying in the chat, oh, I think it could only move the market a couple of percentage points. He's confident that there's enough liquidity in the whole ecosystem that it will be able to absorb that without completely cratering. I think that might, maybe that's a little bit optimistic, but I think it's, yeah, it's easy to undervalue how like yeah 10 million dollars of cell pressure yeah it's probably it's not good you'd rather not have it but on the other hand it doesn't sound like everything's gonna get completely wrecked and bch is gonna go to 45
1: dollars or anything i mean maybe i'll eat my words but hey if that's the case i'll get another big big old bag of bch <laughs> well yeah as
0: as we've often said on this show you've got to be in a for the long run dollar cost average and have your finances sorted outside of bch because that's just the only sane (laughs) sane way to play let's move on then we have got a couple other topics i want to hit as well so bch 22 has had a new speaker announced sunny announced the honorable dr terence drew who is the prime minister of saint Kitts and nevis so i had to be honest never heard of uh Doctor Terence Drew in my life, but if he's the prime minister, that means he's the the top guy in Saint Kitts. And I was actually blown away that he's going to come and speak at this conference. I mean, we obviously have MP Bryson in St. Martin, you know, uh, has been supporting BCH previously. This shows a huge like vote of confidence and interest from the local community. I think you know, your prime minister. Like maybe St. Kitts is a small place, but still your prime minister, he's not just showing up to something if it's nothing. To me, this is a huge signal that the government, the local government is actually bought into the project. It'll be interesting to see what he says, but I can't imagine he's going to come along and say, I hate Bitcoin cash. Why would he, <laughs> why would he do that, right? So it seems more like there's been enough ground impact in terms of adoption and people using it and uh, opportunity or potential that that he's interested and in support of it, right? Just like when we saw the the hearings in St. Martin about the legal tender laws and the people who were against it, even though they were against it, they were kind of saying, these Bitcoin cash stickers are everywhere like and people are using it and it's taking over kind of thing. They were a bit panicked about that. It seems like this might be a, a similar thing. Maybe this is what it looks like. And it really also contrasts heavily with Naib Bukele in... El Salvador, who's been shielding up the whole BTC thing. And recently, there's been a lot of articles coming out saying a year of uh, BTC in El Salvador. It's all failed. The price has crashed. It hasn't taken off. excepting a couple of small cases, you know, people just cashed out their 30 USD. They're not interested in using it. It hasn't gone viral. And I saw Mark Valzon, actually, I was on a Monero stream where he talked about going back to El Salvador and basically confirmed that. It's a a pretty niche thing still, so if, if if this is could be the opposite, if Saint Kitts is kicking off enough that the p- politicians are taking notice, seems perfect to me. I don't know what do you think about this.
1: I, uh, I kind of distracted myself. I think it'd be hilarious to be a BTC person watching this that like pumped up El Salvador and be like, what in the hell this like th- this. Hundred and sixty to one smaller market cap coin with I'm sure a smaller uh, vocal community by numbers is doing this shit better than us, and add that to the list of shit we're doing better than. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, well, eventually it's going to hit a breaking point, right? That that's that's kind of the thing, you know. BCH is just the little coin that well, Bitcoin, the actual Bitcoin, always has been. You know, it's always just been. No matter what the haters think, no matter what fucking odds it's against, somehow it's just—it's like life. It just finds a way. Bitcoin finds a way, and this is this is a classic uh, case of the same thing. I think, which is that when uh, those Saint Martin uh, signing of the papers, Roger was signing with it. Okay, we're going to look into legal tender, and MP Bryson's getting his salary in BCH, and then Samson Mao was on that shit. Yeah, and he was saying like, ha 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 uh i'm doing uh you know my adoption and roger's doing his clearly he's you know the one or whatever but and then but then it was like oh we're gonna fix this but he he didn't fix it not from his point of view of getting everyone onto bdc instead they just told him to rack off mp bryce and said i've seen this kind of manipulation before i'm not interested and what do you know uh here we are a year later. The El Salvador experiment is getting panned and criticised around the world. Hasn't really taken off. Bch is maybe maybe starting to
1: get there. You know, uh, like. Oh, Jeremy. Whatever you say right now, say with complete confidence. You look like a saint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got the light streaming, spreading the gospel me, of Bch.
0: That's right. We are ascending into Bch heaven as as Saint Kids is coming. I'm trying to like, yeah, maybe change the curtains a little bit maybe just leave it maybe it looks cool i don't
1: know yeah um, it, i think i mean it's a little <laughs> distracting but it looked nice there you go the the light is shining satoshi is
0: shining upon me i i don't know what we're, we're gonna see at this conference right we're gonna see exactly what's happening and what the vibe is on the ground and, and stuff uh for ourselves and obviously we'll report that to the listeners but the it's it's got you know, could it? It could just be Matt. Can you imagine if Samson Mao tweets again, like at the What if Samson the shows up? <laughs> good, good like, question. I don't think he'd have the balls, but maybe.
1: Yeah, I really don't think so either. But I do think that some crypto people tend to be a little more extremist leaning than most. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a BTC person there, just to shit on people if anything, and then be like, "What is this? Well, what are you? What are you gonna do? Like, how are you gonna?" Yeah. If, if the
0: thing is that the real world just you know shit shit talk online in the real world is just completely different things that's the that's the whole point of this is yeah okay there's can be loads of shit talking online about oh bitcoin in el salvador but if on the ground people aren't using it that's there's no there's no disputing that people aren't using it like what what do you want it's no amount of tweeting about how superior things are is going to make people actually use it in el salvador and it's kind of the same in uh Saint Kitts like if you want to be some salty hater, are you really going to buy a flight to send kids, organize, get take time out of your life, come along? And what are you going to do when you get there? You're just going to be surrounded by BCH people who are going to be like, whatever, you're a negative hater. Like, what? You're, it's not like you're going to be able to actually do anything or convince anyone. Like, don't you have... Who, who in BDC has the time and effort to come and get involved in this when... Shouldn't they be working on their own apps or spreading their own adoption or something? If they're wasting any time to come and check out the BCH conference and find out that
1: we're already crushing it,
0: <laughs> I'm very happy for them to do that. You know,
1: yeah, they uh, end up turning into BCH Maxis instead. Well, I think that that's
0: kind of that's kind of how it goes. So, what do you think? Yeah. Of, know, anyway, what yeah, do you think on. of
1: the legal tender comment here? There have been hints well, of legal tender being announced. Wonder if there's any possibility and how much attention it would get.
0: Well, that would absolutely be talking nuts because it was one year ago uh, or maybe a little bit more than one year ago that it was... Um, that That's exactly what Naeb Bukele did, right? He announced we're going to make Bitcoin a legal tender at that uh, Bitcoin 21 or whatever it was. And that was the whole like premise of the whole El Salvador's uh, going into Bitcoin thing. If, if Bitcoin Cash is suddenly like, yeah, well, we're doing that too except a year later and we've sort of seen that you guys have failed and fucked it up and we're going to do a better job and it's happening, you know, like it's mandatory. Uh, uh, it's uh, voluntary rather than mandatory. And it's coming about because the politicians have noticed the growing grassroots adoption instead of the opposite, the politicians trying to impose it from the top down. That would be, that would be crazy. And I, I think the biggest part of the legal tender and I don't know all the specifics is that it then makes the tax treatment everywhere else in the world different. Like almost every country has certain tax laws, which apply to like, if this is a foreign currency, it's treated this way where a lot of the places now it's treated as like property and there's taxes and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you're in the, you know, Australia and you're using euros or whatever, then it's kind of more, more, you know, treated better. So I think that would be huge, but perhaps the PR would also be massive, of just because then that, that that then puts BCH in the category with BDC as like the only two. It's like yeah, because Ethereum Ethereum's not yeah. Ethereum's not a national currency. Fucking Binance Coin or whatever is not going to be a national currency. Solana and whatever they're not going to be national currencies. Like to be
1: a national currency, you've got to be pretty convincing. Solana Sorry, would be was, funny. The network goes down on the weekends or something. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just like that's it's pretty, pretty undeniable, massive step. So, uh, I mean, I'm hyped for it. I bloody hope he does, but yeah,
1: I'm excited, I, but awesome. I'm also very nervous. Like, yeah, this would be the most significant political figure that I've would have met. So, uh, I don't getting in with the grips of power, mate. Yeah, <laughs> getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already gonna feel out of place. Like uh... you're gonna have a blast, mate. Don't worry. Oh that. yeah, I'm excited for it, but just nervous. I'm not used to like this. Seems so formal and nice and fancy, and I'm gonna show up in jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think in reality, it's good. That's another thing about, uh, yeah, about the difference between online hype versus in reality, it's always its going to be. I know exactly how it's going to be. Well, I don't know exactly, but I know enough. It's going to be it's just going to be BCH people who are all fired up about it, and we're going to have some drinks and have a laugh, and a few people will give a co- few cool talks, and maybe there'll be some hype announcements, and maybe get some a bit of interest online. But it, it'll be it'll be pretty casual. But in hindsight, I think in foresight and maybe in hindsight, it's just going to be like, holy cow, this is this is the revolution you know this is the mission actually happening right here and i think one thing one other point to bring up is so this is we're going to go into all this in saint kitts this is completely separate from what we just heard about in nigeria where it's just kicking off and in obviously in townsville and a couple other places like it's not it's not this is the sole shining hope it's like it can be happening here and there and there all at the same time so and you just need it to start going viral in one of them, and it will. It's just it's a feedback. That's the whole point of Bitcoin. Everything is feedback looping into itself. So once the engine gets going, it's going to kick off.
1: Hell yeah! I think I see right. more of that than uh, in BCH yeah. than you do with BTC. Like we have, oh of course, we have Townsville, Nigeria, um, the Caribbean. Uh, Uh, LATAM stuff that we covered as well and even then we have like a little bit of the charity work in Venezuela and South Sudan Uh, I don't see any of that with BTC now I don't watch BTC circles but just interesting might be confirmation bias I think there's a part of that but
0: I think it's also just a a part of it is that BCH is is a smaller brand but it's a more focused community because loads of people hold BTC don't know shit about it but yeah. people hold bca because they want to trade they actually want a an electronic uh c- currency an actual economy a separate economy and not just gambling on exchanges I don't know I don't know anyway we'll see we'll see but yeah I'm hyper sell this is a mad speaker announcement it's actually crazy all right next next thing we got is any hedge which we've talked about on a couple of the uh shows previously is in public alpha so they this came out way faster than I I thought I think somebody asked how long is it going to take? And I said, maybe a couple months, but it was only like the last show we were talking about it. It's now publicly in public alpha, I guess. So yeah, congratulations to the any hedge team for getting that out there. Huge step forward. I've tried it again. It works beautiful. Now you can see on the slide here, I lost uh, 6% (laughs) of my $2 of VCH, which I was trying to play around with the hedging. Um, and they've also got it integrated into the paytaka wallet so shout out to the paytaka wallet team as well too so people can try that and use it uh, either on the web browser at alpha.anyhedge.com or on the paytaka uh, wallet in the tools there's a any hedge thing uh so yeah i tried it it was all great my only problem i had was that i'm like the fee was a little bit high i think i paid like six or seven cents on my $2. So that was about a, a 3% fee, but I'm sure that will come down as more liquidity, uh, gets added. Uh, and I guess it would be worth it, Even at a 3% fee, if I locked my coins stable for a, a year, then the BCH price might plummet way below that. So it would, uh, it would definitely be worth it. And I think, yeah, as soon as they have some, uh, like auto renewal. There's no real option for that, but that's just obviously something you build on top where, when your contract runs out, you uh, create a new one for, you know, the next duration. Well, then that's basically a decentralized stable coin. So the it's, it's all happening. Like that's, that's really what it seems to be. Like BCH is really kicking into gear. We've got much hyped, any hedge is now, now live Sankis conference. Nigeria is kicking off, this podcast is still growing, like, I don't know, man, it's, it's looking good.
1: Have you tried any hedge? No, uh, I didn't. I have pretty well taken the week to obsess over work because I got stuck with something and I haven't been paying any attention to anything at all. Oh, and also a little hiccup at the passport office, but don't worry about that, we'll still get it. Uh, so I haven't gotten a chance to try this out and I don't use, or I haven't tried Paytaka yet either. To be completely honest, uh, as much as it looks like a fantastic mobile wallet, I don't really need one right now. So, uh, but it looks good. It looks clean just from this screenshot. What's with the? I notice there's a difference. Like on your BTC payout, it's showing minus six point three, but the settled outcome is minus four point seven nine. What? I don't know actually. Okay, <laughs> I I have no idea.
0: Yeah, so I tried to hedge because i thought i'd be real clever i tried the bch btc pair i thought oh i i did a short time frame. that was where i fucked up i just was testing it so i put in two dollars for i think three hours that it would pump against BTC, and then it didn't so i lost a little bit of money uh, but uh the yeah i think it should uh, the, i think a lot of this could be clarified a bit in terms of how much you've made and lost and obviously it's in multiple sort of currencies, so it's hard to conceive of i don't think they've nailed the ui there on that like for instance the and then i also tried hedging one, so i did it this hedge here but uh, it says zero percent change which is true but on the other hand if i've locked it into usd i have kind of gained or lost money like the price has gone down i've actually gained bch sats so like i don't know i think that there's a lot that could be done to smooth that out over time so it's clear what actually happened but i i think they'll 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 definitely improve like this stuff will improve fast that's just like window dressing the actual core of it is the working uh software and it all integrated on the blockchain and stuff so yeah uh you know just the yeah the window dressing is uh, it's gonna happen fast all right next thing we've got community comment of the week so, so ryan sean adams who is one of the hosts of the ethereum podcast bankless he posts pretty much every week to sort of farm engagement on Twitter. What's the coolest thing you did last week in crypto? <clears throat> and Jonathan Silverblood replied with, I wanted in on the merge fund and didn't get some ETH, but instead got some BCH worth some ETH in a week, regulated by an on chain lock script on the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. Now, if only ETH could stop dropping like a stone, that'd be nice. And he's got a screenshot of his any hedge uh, contract. And then Bitcoin Cash Audist, who is one of another one of the BCH devs uh said in re- in reply i wanted to short the merge thanks for taking the other side of my bet and paying for my proof of stake s-t-e-a-k uh, uh, like steak the food uh and uh laughing emoji and his own uh, any hedge bet so i just i just quite enjoy it i mean obviously it's a you know a bit of a pun there proof of stake proof of stake uh but also you can just see the little dynamic here as the liquidity starts to starts to emerge you know somebody's going long somebody's going short and people are actually using this uh this this product so yeah i just i just thought this was a beautiful little vignette of improving bch uh technology and um community you know it's just like well we're not going to (laughs) need ethereum or these other coins why because you can just if we think ETH is going up, you don't even need to buy any ETH. You just lock your BZH to it and go along for the ride. Also, the merge kind of failed, so unlucky for Jonathan. He had a bit too much faith in the merge, uh, looks like. But
1: yeah, this really was um, just another buy the rumor, sell the news event. Like it seems right. to just be the constant in crypto. Never buy well, the news.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what did you what did you think of? Uh, what what did you think of the merge? You didn't really chip in before. Were you were you impressed
1: about it or just? I was surprised that things didn't fail, like that it wasn't buggy as hell. So, kudos to that. Like,
0: it's been long enough coming. I guess they did have time to test it all out. They and I mean I saw all those announcements in the lead up. Uh, this Robston test net and blah, blah blah. But I don't follow the details of that I don't know. What their test nets are or what whatever they're doing how many different stages and forks and ice ages and different shit they've going on yeah. but at the end of the day they did they did pull it off smoothly it seemed it was smooth yeah like the the, the pro was it was smooth and they didn't have bugs the con was it was so so hyped and it just under delivered that massively
1: i also don't understand the hype like even uh i was watching um uh uh cody and noelle's podcast it's called tiny meat gang shout out to them uh and they were just talking about crypto and they brought up i think just as like in passing they brought up the merge and they're not crypto people they used to be developers but they're just comedians now well not just comedians but anyway uh and i'm pretty sure they were like like cody mentioned proof of stake, and the conclusion was like why would anyone want that and so if even Uh, these like borderline uh normie influences are like nah proof of stakes whack then how are the more technically inclined like i don't know proof of stake seems like a mistake (laughs) and uh and i i don't i still haven't found a compelling argument for it well i think as as far as i can see the the two arguments
0: for it both of which are i think pretty terrible but the (laughs) ethereum Community, yeah climate people. is not it's an argument climate my change mind. that's not really yeah like what okay you you can sell your chain as more esg friendly that's not making a difference man like people are not picking their crypto based on whether it's environmentally friendly or not okay maybe some people will i'm not saying literally no one but on the other hand it's like are you going to get a titanic unstoppable advantage by being esg compliant or whatever no like crypto just doesn't give a fuck it's just going to carry on you know, it's the market people are paying for the electricity because they need it to actually uh the, like the coins have utility that's what justifies the proof of work and that's the reliable make that's what so- satoshi invented that was the whole point so getting rid of that is just kind of like well you're back to fiat where the rich get richer and this is all just going to centralize into them great job guys that's the <laughs> one reason and the other reason basically is number go up they've just turned into what can we deliver to pump up the coin that's what eip 1559 was right you're going to burn our fees to pump our number up and then it was the merge the whole like bait and switch was we're going to have the merge not so that then we don't have to pay miners and if we don't have to pay miners well our number will go up faster Of course, that's not happening so far but that was the idea the triple halving. we're going to have fee burning and we're going to have what they haven't realized is that somebody still needs to pay the fees to burn and ethereum does have a lot of demand don't get me wrong it's got more demand than every other chain pretty much in terms of people willing to pay fees to use the network but this merge the fees have dropped off like i think it's like seven guay at the moment uh for gas fees or something like that when it was 14 or 15 and like their community is barracking for fees to go up for someone to want to pay a ridiculous amount of money to use DeFi contracts so that they can all get richer by sitting around with their ETH bags. It's even more number go up than the number go up people. They've they've outdone Bitcoin in that sense. Like at least BDC people aren't hoping for I guess they are hoping for higher fees, but they're not going out there as oh please use Bitcoin and burn your fee so that we can get richer. That's not that's not happening.
1: I'm sure someone's arguing for it, but no one's listening to them.
0: Yeah, that's right. Even the BDC people are just like, no,
1: we've got 21
0: million. Perfect. Yeah. That's how it will go up because there's a fixed amount. But yeah, it's not. So Ethereum is going to have to find more people who actually use this network. Like these Ethereum guys, like Ryan Sean Adams. Okay, you're on Bankless. Great job, mate. Are you paying these seven guay fees to buy your sandwich? No. No, you're not. So don't tell me that it's the triple halvening ultrasound money. Give me a break. All right. <laughs> that's enough about that's enough about that. Then uh, we got meme of the week comes from Eric Wall, who uh, I've been keeping an eye on. He is, of course, a big former Bitcoin uh, maximalist, especially BTC supporter of, in the block size war, uh, who has been trending away from BTC and causing a lot of rustle in that camp. Uh, he posted, I've had dinners with Jimmy, considered him a friend. So this is a reference to Jimmy Song, who is another guy that is a big uh, in that community. And they've had, I don't even know what the drama is, but supposedly they've had some sort of falling out, basically over Eric realizing that Lightning's a bit of a, a, a sham and maybe the BTC side was was wrong, as we've covered before on this uh, podcast. So he posted a meme, which on the left side, it's a graph. On the left side, uh, there what the y-axis is uh, friendship and on the x-axis is years. Uh, So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, time going along. How does the friendship change? And uh, so it starts with uh, follow you back, like follow it on Twitter. And the friendship goes up a little bit and then retweet something you wrote. And friendship goes up further and then recommends people to follow you. The friendship goes up further uh, this chart is called what is it like to get to know and make friends with people you like in Bitcoin? I should have said that at the start. So it's a chart of how people make friends, with Bitcoin. So anyway, recommends people would follow you and then meeting at a conference and it goes up higher. Conference. And meeting up... <laughs> yeah. You can't even start. Right. And then meet up around the conference dinners. It's kind of flat, but it's like more, more conferences, more dinners, very high friendship. And then it just suddenly after year six, Uh, it just plummets off to unfollows and blocks you immediately down to zero. And then it just uh, goes along for a bit at zero and then it plummets even into the negatives down to this guy's a moron. I'm embarrassed. I even, we even spent time together. And that's just, he's just encapsulated this toxicity of the BTC community in that, oh, everything's gone great until suddenly there's a big falling out and it's like, fuck you, I hate you go away and i thought this was funny not only because this chaos is happening in the bdc community but i think it's true of crypto in general like a lot of people in bch have had falling outs over different things and this Coinflex scandal is the exact same thing roger and mark you know i'm sure they were best buds getting along great we're in business we're doing this until suddenly it was like fuck you <laughs> you've scammed me out of 84 million it's all over <laughs> I-, I hate you we're never going to talk anymore like things just build up slowly and then come to a crashing end uh, as as crypto relationships sometimes go and that's that's how decentralization works you know in the real world i guess you've got geopolitics and you know things all um, ameliorated by being at a larger scale but in crypto it's just usually individual to individual and things can get get worse pretty quickly basically Uh, so it made me laugh made me laugh yeah i'm keeping an eye on eric wall if he he's he was uh he had a debate with justin bonds which people should check out justin uh made a bunch of good points in fact he's basically now on the ethereum hype train but he was formerly big on bitcoin cash and he's still making the same point he said he was writing a history of the block size war as well so that should be even more promotion of bch so he was kind of saying like oh you know bch maybe worth a look or like he was at least uh, shredding apart the BTC arguments, so there's it's it's the narrative is still circulating away. People are still got this in the back of their mind, and the more toxic these BTC people are, if they push out people like Eric. Well, he'll he'll sooner or later he'll click onto BCH. It's just a question. He's big on BTC and, and ETH at the moment, but if BCH starts surging like this national legal tender look like that's the kind of thing that maybe he thinks. Wait, am I missing something? uh clearly the he's already prepped in his mind for something like that okay bch merchant of the week i'm adding a new segment uh after it's been requested i think every week we'll just try and quickly shout out someone who accepts bch people should check out and for this week it being the first week i thought look let's just start with one of the best examples so purse.io if you don't know go to purse purs on your web browser and you can buy anything on amazon with bitcoin cash or with BTC, but why would you do that? So you can get a discount, just set a slider, and it's great. Like, Amazon has anything you could ever ask for, and you can pay in BCH, and it all just works. So check it out. If you, if you want to spend BCH, great way to get started. Um, all right, message to the community. Do
1: you have a message to the community this week, mate? Yeah. Uh... Continuation on the last slide, uh purse is great. I've been using him for years. I think we should get more BCH people on it. Um recently they they launched a I don't know if it's open to the public, but they launched a beta for lightning network payments. And I think they're working on integrating that with the platform. So uh as much as I support them doing whatever, you know, whatever they need to make their company uh more accessible and better for their users. Uh, I think uh, a nice influx of BCH users would probably a, a be a good sign as well.
0: Yeah, they did recently reach out to me to be an affiliate, yeah. um, which I would lo- love to do actually because, uh, well, I'm shilling them for free right now, but uh, I would love to be an affiliate, but I asked and they, they only pay out the affiliate referral bonuses in BDC. So I said, yeah. you got to add BCH. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll maybe consider, it. you know, I'll, I'll jump in if it's, with bth but until they have that not yeah. interested and hopefully hopefully that gets on there i have it gets worth their time
1: i have i think five dollars in btc that's been sitting on purse for like three years uh and every time i've tried to pay it out it's like i have to pay half of it in fees so there's no point for me uh and there's no in in uh like in-house conversion, like I can't just swap it for BCH either. That's so.
0: right, yeah. Maybe maybe I should uh, point that out to them too because that would also do the job if yeah. they want to pay me in b c and I can just cash it to BCH myself, then I'll <gasps> I'll do it. Um, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, check out purse.au. That's the message for the week. And that pretty much does it for the show. So shout out to... The donators, as always, and shout out this week, especially to my patrons. I've got a new patron, HP, second ever patron. So Ricky and HP, thank you very much for supporting the show on Patreon. It's awesome. Thank you to everybody who donates in uh, BCH as well, too. Even better than patron because you just get the sats directly. Uh, Check out the start guide, FAQ, and links at www.bitcoincashpodcast.com. Thank you to the Podcash streamers. I've had more people asking about that, and I do see some of the um, the sats come in from that as well, too. So that's P-O-D-C-A-S-H. Somebody asked uh, me about that. I'll try and put a link to that in with all the other links in the show notes uh, for people who are like, what What was that app? Podcash. Check it out. And uh, shout-outs. Do you have a shout-out this week?
1: No, not yet. I
0: didn't speak to the fella, so okay all right uh my shout out goes to declan and karen who are two mates of mine that i was traveling with in portugal uh recently and we had a great time it was actually awesome to hang out with and george i guess too as well but uh declan and karen uh, yeah we we were traveling around we're having a great time portugal is a pretty interesting uh, uh cool country yeah, had fun, and uh, at the end of it, Declan said, I hope tell me about your podcast." Like we didn't talk really all that much about crypto; like it kind of got mentioned in part, but we didn't really talk about crypto. But at the end, he was like, "What's well, the URL again? Or maybe I'll listen to that." So if you listen to this episode, Declan, good to have you as part of the uh, part of the revolution. So that's it. Uh, until next time. story the world has ever known the rise and rise of bitcoin 2022
2: a single chance for the world a single
0: moment in time bankers captures all our cryptocurrency flies gets to aside. phoenix fly from the flame bitcoin bch forever changing the game